Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Friday, the final day of the week. These are the voyages of the program on sportsmanlike conduct. Its ongoing mission to explore strange new movies, to seek out new bits and new edifications, to boldly go where no radio program has gone before. Elkins Movie Club. It's favorite time of week fridays with kent wolgamon of the lincoln journal star hello kent hello gentlemen live this here is, in new jersey know, i was gonna say are you in a green room or something no i'm in jersey you want to like, see the jersey skyline there oh there. wow it looks so gorgeous yeah. out there it did stop snowing it yeah. did stop snowing. that's good well this is this is a a, a big day today uh on a on an anniversary of a one of the horrid days of the uh, Raider franchise. Oh, I was say it's Edgar Allan Poe's birthday. TV. The hiring and of who? This is the Antonio Pierce. Oh, I thought you said this was the make... anniversary of hiring. I thought you were talking about like Josh McDaniels got hired no, no, on this day. This, no, no, this is the anniversary of one of the great screw jobs in NFL history. The tuck rule. Yep. Oh, wow. 25 years. Had, had that gone another way, the great Tom Brady might not have ended up the great Tom Brady. Mm. Very true. People forget the Raiders should have won that game. They were winning that game, and then the tuck rule happened, and then Adam Vinatieri somehow made two kicks through blinding snow. And yeah. The rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. Do you like the Pierce hire, Kent? So, absolutely. Yes, I don't think you know. Mark Davis has screwed up every hire that he's made, and I think he actually got one right here. So, hopefully. So you know, there we go, and you know, I do think that it's also important to point out today that the chefs uh, kind of lost a game to the. Raiders toward the end of the season. And <laughs> they may be doing the same thing again on Sunday with the uh, Buffalo Bills. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, Kent, don't be careful. Don't disrespect, don't disrespect the, Chiefs, the Chiefs, Kent. We have the a lot of angry people out there. The fans aren't going to be happy about that. I, I, I saw I saw your, uh, your uh, I guess this, what do we call it now, X, not Twitter? <laughs> I saw that, and it's like, yeah, there's, there's, 
this is not disrespect. This is reality. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares if you disrespect them? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's talk about a movie that I have a feeling we will not be disrespecting today: The Holdovers. Josh? Yeah, so uh, this is a movie. It's funny, Kent. The trailers, I, I saw the trailer quite a few times at the end of 2023 when I would go see you know something in theaters, and the trailer was very of its time. The movie is set in the 70s. The movie looks like it's in, the, like the actual look of the movie is very of its uh, era. The trailer was of its era. Paul Giamatti, he plays a, uh, a teacher, a very strict teacher mm-hmm. at a boarding school in New England. Um, and it is the holiday season. And so a lot of the, I mean, most of these kids, they all have very wealthy parents and it's time for them to go on fun trips around the world. Most of them to, to warm weather locales. Well, a handful of students have to stay behind for a variety of reasons. Um, later on in the movie, the most of the other students leave. And so there is one character, uh, one student, Angus Tolley, who stays behind with Paul Giamatti's character, uh, his teacher, as well as the cook, um, who is at the school as well. And kind of off to the races we go. Um, Kent, I, I, I've... I thought this was a wonderful movie. I thought it was so charming. I thought it was so enjoyable. My wife and I were talking about it after we finished last night, and I don't really want to spoil a whole lot. It's on Peacock. I highly recommend people go watch it. But there is a moment about halfway through where the couple of the characters end up at a local establishment, and then after that, they're not just stuck to the school anymore. And I thought I was already really enjoying it. And I thought the back half, as they're going, they're doing different things. I thought that it went from a very high level to an even higher level. Paul Giamatti was great. Um, Devine Joy Randolph was great. I didn't realize that the student Dominic Sessa, he had never acted in 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 a movie before. This is his first ever role, and I thought that he went pretty much toe to toe with Giamatti front to back. I, I agreed all of the above. I uh, I I dug out my. Uh, not that I had to dig very far <laughs> since it was two months ago. Uh, my review of, of the movie, uh, here are a couple of the things that I wrote that kind of goes along with what you're saying. Uh, in this tripartite character study, an essay on breaking out of loneliness and personal tragedy, the Omaha director, you did not note that this was directed yes. by Omaha's Alexander Payne, connects through a combination of humor and sadness helped by superb performances from its three principal actors led by Paul Giamatti. And then I get down to the end here. Um, Please skip that part. We can talk about that later. (laughs) Uh, I, I did. Sessa, uh, was seems to be a real natural uh and um superbly crafted which we've come to expect from pain the holdover holdovers instantly adds to his roll call of fine films from election and sideways to descendants in nebraska it's hard to say that it's his best but it's it's almost impossible to choose from that list but it might turn out to be his most in enduring film a holiday classic of loneliness humor and finally heart i think that's a good way to describe it you're such a good reviewer ken (laughs) (laughs) 
I almost wonder, and, and I agree, I don't know if it's his best, certainly uh, very enjoyable, but I do wonder if it has the ability to be his most broad-based in terms of audience. This is not a complicated story. This is not a complicated film. This is not, you know, there's, there's nothing esoteric. There's not much you need to read into it. It's just simply a film about relationships. It's a period piece, but the period, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, it helps the movie certainly, but it's not like it's, you know, it, it, I mean, this could be set in any time. Uh, it just happens to work better that it's set in the, the winter of 1970. Um, I, I think, you know, as word of mouth spreads and, you know, obviously with streaming being what it is, I think this, this has the ability to be his most rewatchable movie because it's just, it's, it's got a very warm feeling to it. It's a very simple story and it's the kind of stories where you get, you know, the mentor mentee relationship, but certainly there's a huge disconnect, you know, the, the gruff, you know, older person with the rebellious younger person, but then they also have this commonality in the store, in their backstories that you find out as this film develops. I mean, it's, it's, it's classic filmmaking, but it's also just very, very simple and uh, very heartwarming all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that rewatchability is why I said it was, it's a holiday classic because those quote holiday classic, at least in my mind, is a film that you're gonna that could get watched over and over and over in the holiday season, you know. And I mean, we don't have to run through the list, you know, but it, um, and it's not necessarily a quote Christmas movie, but I think that's why I said that. And I do think it might be his, as I think your term was, what'd you say, broad based or broad? Very broad based. It's just very uh, broad based. I mean, I think yeah. it, 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 it attracts it, it, a very wide more audience. Than, more than any of his other movies. I think that's. I think that's actually very perceptive. Here's the other thing that's going to help this movie dramatically uh, get seen. Um, oh, I wrote today. Hey, if you if you drop the got a Peacock subscription to uh, get uh, the Husker game against Purdue or the the playoff game, don't cancel it now. Watch the holdovers. Then watch Poker Face, the series. Yes, which is great. And in on uh, February fourteenth uh, or sixteenth, I think. Sorry, February sixteenth, Oppenheimer comes to Peacock. Yeah. Mm. So keep your Peacock, folks. Uh, anyway, the uh, the thing that's going to really help it is Tuesday. You're going to see it get a minimum, I would think, of of five and probably six or seven Oscar nominations because I think it'll get a best picture nomination. And remember there are 10 of them now, which is, is makes that a lot, almost a lock. Uh, Giamatti is a lock for a best actor nomination. Uh, Divine Randolph is not only a lock for the best supporting actor, actress domination i i i'm betting that she's gonna win uh dominic sess and the kid 
could get a supporting actor nomination. I would almost bet that it would get a, a best screenplay, original screenplay nomination, and you're likely to see one of the technical costume sets, blah, 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 reward it for its period piece evocation. Well, so Alexander Payne, a, will, will Payne get a nomination for yes, director? absolutely. Sorry, did I skip over that? Yeah. I think so. He, I think he probably has a very good chance, and in part because he's been nominated multiple times. So that kind of helps you the next time, so to speak. And and this, as you say, it's an accessible movie. I don't know if he could beat Christopher Nolan, but it, so. But I see it getting a handful of Oscar nominations, which means more people will see it. And I and as you guys, I think know, once you see it, you go, "This is a really good movie." Yeah, right? that I'd see again. Yeah, Kent. You know the thing that that I wrote last night on my letterbox after I watched it. Um, was and go this is going back to the piece or the time period i said it makes me nostalgic for a time i never lived in and an age in my life where i felt misunderstood and i feel like all of the main characters i think feel misunderstood the three main characters for a variety of reasons and you know i i'm guessing we all remember when we were you know the age of the of the youngest character and just you know everything that's going on in your life you know there's a there's a really funny scene where he's uh they're at a party and he's in the basement and he's with a girl and you know he did what I think a lot of us as boys did at that age with her and that it just, it, I mean, it, it made me laugh very, very hard um, because I remember being that age and I remember being awkward and uncomfortable and like he goes down there and he immediately is trying to make like this joke and it's like, wow, you are so awkward, you know? And, and so even though, you know, do I miss like a teacher punishing me or getting detention? It's like, of course not. There was this part that I guess I do kind of miss being at that age and just, you know, the, the exploration of life. I thought that him, I thought he played off of, especially Giamatti. I thought that those two were just so good. They played off each other so well in this movie. The respect, I think, that each of them over the course of the movie earned for each other. Where, I, you know, I think maybe Giamatti might have respected him early because it seemed like he was a good student. But by the end of the movie, I mean, the relationship where these guys leave it is, is very, very strong. And, and you can't have a movie like this, which, and I know that um, the Divine Join Randolph character is also very important to the story, but it's really about these two guys, the, the teacher and the student. If that chemistry is not there, then this movie falls apart. Yes. And so that's a huge yeah. credit. It's a huge credit for Paul Giamatti for, I'm, I'm assuming, on the set being like that mentor figure, not only in character, but also off the screen, but also for this young man, Dominic Sessa, who I believe was literally just plucked out of, what was it, Josh, you sent me an article, I didn't get a chance to read it, but he was literally plucked out of... Uh, out of school, uh, out of, I believe, college. Yeah. Uh, that Payne met him at a, a a college somewhere where he must have been there to talk or something. So yeah, he was just pulled out of school. The uh, the and and don't discount Alexander either, because if you remember, go back to that movie Election. He he took uh, Chris Klein, the kid there from Omaha, and right. turned him into a helped him become a decent enough actor that he's had a really good career. You know, so he's got some experience. You know, some. A track record or whatever of working with the inexperienced people. 
Um, the other thing you noted that scene. Uh, the other thing in that scene, though, the the contrast is the woman that uh, Giamatti yes meets and talks to and whatever, which is a a it's a good bit of writing, but it's also an example of how this movie never falls into all the cliches. Yes. It very easily could have. And it never does ever from start to finish. There's no cliche. Mm -hmm. You could probably make the argument, Nick, and I'll get your thoughts here in a second. You could probably argue that you could kind of see where it was going to end, at least in terms of the main storyline. But yes, um, when it comes to some of the sidebar storylines, you're exactly right. A movie like this can be very cliche because, you know, just like, a, you know, like almost like a buddy cop movie where you get the, the oddball cop and the good cop and they somehow at the end they, you know, they figure it out and they, you know, they become best friends. That happens here, but it happens in a different way. And, and it, you know, it, it closes up some of the loopholes in the story, not all, not loopholes, but closes up some of the plot lines in the story, leaves some others open a little bit for interpretation. But yeah, yeah like I, what I happened, agree. John, after the movie, you know, there, there's a movie scene where they're at a movie theater and what happens in, next, I think was very surprising, at least for me. I didn't expect that yes. to be what, what happened in that moment after they saw the movie. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Nick, we haven't heard from you yet. What do you think? I freaking adored this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie was so... For multiple reasons, I loved this movie. The first one right off the bat, I don't think it explicitly said it, except for that one very obvious scene, what year this movie took place in. Mm -hmm. Which, the way the movie opened obviously set the tone like that on purpose, so it didn't tell you. I'm huge on show, don't tell, and this movie has a lot of that. It got to the point where... There was a scene where they were listening to the radio at one point, and they were talking about the top 100 songs of the year. So then I went to my phone. I'm like, oh, what year would have that been a top song? And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's when this movie takes place. And then obviously we get to that one part, and then it confirms it. But it's a very natural setting. It's not a, this is taking place here at this time and this date. It was all just very natural. It felt so natural. Same with the characters in the movie. I would say that... A lot of the characters were in a stereotypical archetype, but they weren't caricatures of that archetype, if that made sense. Because, I mean, these mm -hmm. people like this yeah. just exist, but the way that it just all felt so natural. And then the speaking, the speaking in general, the acting, the drama was all so well done. And, I mean, I can't, I'm just echoing everything you guys have said with the way it subverted expectations with a lot of areas how it had a lot of heart, a lot of good drama. It's a timeless movie because the setting doesn't matter so much as the characters and the people. And at the core of it, all of us as people have these shared experiences with other people that everybody can relate to. Whether it's being an awkward teenager or being a dude who's not quite where you want to be in your life or you're, didn't things didn't quite turn out the way you thought they would turn out. It's just very well done. And then there was one specific part of the movie where I did tear up a little bit and just almost started bawling. And it felt... It was such a small thing, but it was just such a small passing one-line thing that just got me in a very specific kind of way mm. that I really loved. I like this movie. 
Yeah, can't one of our listeners, uh, uh, Bleeds Blues J- or Bleeds Jays Blue, reached out to us and he says went to see it where Payne spoke after. He said the house for the party was someone's real house that they found in the area. It had never been updated from the late 60s and early 70s. Also said it was hard to find boys for the school scenes that looked 70s and not from now. And I thought that's another thing, too. You talk about that, especially if you watch movies that are set in like the 1800s, uh-huh. the early 1900s, trying to find that look. They did a very good job with the boys and how they all looked like they were from they really you know, the early 1970s. Certainly did, and uh, if you're an old dog like me, Bark. you didn't need much more of a clue than the first 40 seconds when the opening credits come up. Yes, that, I, I love that. That was so good. Yeah. Straight out of the, it's like, I know exactly when that was. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and I mentioned at the outset, the trailer, if you haven't watched the trailer, mm-hmm. it's a very much of that era. But yeah, when that when the credits popped up, Ken, I was like, hell yes, I love it when movies do this. It looked very, very cool. Well, which goes and, back and to I'm, my show don't sorry, John. No, 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 go ahead. Nick. I said that was part of my show don't tell thing that I really liked because even just starting the movie like that, mm-hmm. it did a good job of establishing at least a timeline. So subconsciously you're like, okay, this is sixties, seventies, but I don't know when. I just know that it is in this area. Mm-hmm. The the one thing you know, it immediately I immediately just popped right into the time period. So I was watching the movie on the bus from Connecticut down here to New Jersey. So I had these earbuds in watching on my phone. And when you got your earbuds in, I mean, you hear everything in the outside. So when you hear that little crackle of the film moving and showing the R rating and all this other stuff, it was like, oh, my God. It was just like it it really just put you into that time period. If I had one thing to criticize, Kent, one thing to criticize, I wish that Alexander Payne, being a native Nebraskan, would have put in some kind of a reference or maybe in the background Mm. of the January 1st, 1971 Orange Bowl, Nebraska's first national championship against LSU because we get the changing of... I don't, it's just a tiny sure. little thing, I'm but I almost wish you would have put that in there. It never occurred to me until now, right? Yeah. That would have been awesome that. if that would have randomly showed up. Flipped in a TV broadcast or radio. Yeah, it's just on in know? the background somewhere where, because that, that obviously. <laughs> well, that I mean, because the existing NBC broadcast exists of that entire Orange Bowl, so it's there. Oh, and yes, uh, yes it's TV on YouTube. You can that? watch the whole game. So you can watch no, the whole game. No, I, but that's the but that's the only thing. I mean, that's just that's just a little thing. But yes, I, I agree with everyone here. It's it's a great movie. Um, Paul Giamatti is one of my favorites. Um, the only thing I wish he would have done is had a little bit, you know, because there's a few periods where he yells at the kids. Every time I see Paul Giamatti, the first thing I think of is when he plays pig vomit in the Howard Stern movie and he yells at Howard Stern and says, you are the mother effing antichrist. And it's one of my favorite lines in movies. <laughs> and it's it, it's Paul Giamatti hitting that note that only he can hit with his voice uh, when he was yelling at the kids. That's what I was hearing in my head. But Yes, he did a tremendous job in this film. He's a very likable, even though he's a grumpy old Gus, he's a very likable character, especially when you find out more of his backstory and how lonely he 
tries not to play off that he is. Um, it's it's just it's it's warm. It's it's sweet. It's great storytelling. Great acting. It's it is a really really good film, Ken. And I agree with you mm-hmm. as far as the films that we've seen here in the movie club. This is definitely up there in the top ten for sure. Uh, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on quick. Um, I don't think we had talked about this yet. So I thought I was just kind of seeing, I wasn't sure if I was just seeing things last night or if I had just accepted that this movie was shot on film, but I just looked it up and it was shot digitally, but then they put artifacts in, in uh, post editing. Cause I thought every once in a while yep. I would see something here or there, but I wasn't sure if I was just seeing it or if it was actually shot on film. And I think that, does so much it's such a, sh- a subtle thing that does so much for the aesthetic and the feel of the movie overall yeah and john i don't know if you would have noticed this since you watched on your phone but watching on a widescreen tv there were actually black bars a little bit on the side uh-huh not on you know sometimes the movie fills up the whole screen sometimes it's one of i always call them super widescreen where it's the 2.35 by one this actually was a little more scrunched because it was shot in a different ratio than most movies you'll watch mm. no i did not notice that yeah it was it was shot it it was displayed at least in the ratio of the 70s mainstream film house you either got that or you got the 16 millimeter square mm-hmm. those were your options unless you got cinemascope yep. which was like that big <laughs> yeah but there weren't very many in cinemascope in yeah. technicolor yeah Good movie. Great like Ken said, it's on Peacock. Keep, you keep your Peacock's cock subscription. Oops. And uh, yeah, highly recommend watching it. Oh, it's I, such a good movie. Yeah. So compelling. Very compelling indeed. So, man, that's back-to-back weeks. We've really liked the film that we've enjoyed. And now that streak is going to come to yep. a crashing burning What are we watching next week, Nick? Because Nick is going to pick something that we're probably not going to like. Mm. So... Earlier in a week, there was a movie that you guys gave me a lot of guff for because I was watching instead of the first quarter. No, the only quarter. thing we gave you guff for was your rancid mouth. Yeah, and no, th- we gave you guff for not watching your team. Oh, are you going to make us watch that movie? So I'm not. Oh, that's nice of you. But I am going to pick a movie that I have seen a couple times, and I think it is genuinely a good movie, and I want to see how you guys feel about this movie. Mm. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. <laughs> I know. I know the look, but I've act- I've tested this. I've tested this, and I'm curious to see how you guys feel about it. Mm. I love this movie for so many reasons, and I can't wait to actually talk about it. Mm. But I'm just curious to see your guys' thoughts and hear mm. your thoughts. Mm. I think John's well, this will ta- be interesting. I think John's going to take next week <laughs> off. i got to prime John for... <laughs> Fellowship. John, are you a D&D player there, John? No. Good grief. I had friends in college that played that. I used to make fun of them all the time. Freaking nerds. Mm. All right. It's linked now. Paramount Plus. (laughs) I cannot wait to talk about this Like I said, the streak's coming to an end, folks. (laughs) All right. Dungeons and Dragons, Battle of the Nerd. Honor (laughs) among thieves, John. Among nerds, mm, you're a nerd. <laughs> Ken, who do you like in the playoffs this weekend? Uh, I shouldn't do this because history says it'll be three home teams win and one loses. Like you go back, there was like one, what, two, three years ago when three 
road teams won. But beyond that, you could go back as far as you want to go back. And the average is three home, one road wins. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with all four home teams. Okay. Buffalo, Detroit, um, San Fran, San Francisco, and Baltimore. And uh, I think you should, they probably all be decent games. You know, they, generally there's one blowout on this, you know, divisional round, but I don't, I, I don't really see that. I don't, I don't, if there is one, maybe the wheels come off of Green Bay a little bit and they, they get rolled by the 49ers. But that's the only one that I see as really a potential for a blowout. And Kent, I know you don't normally cover unless they're rated in the top 25, but is there a part of you that wants to meet up with Danny Nee and friends tomorrow at uh, Pinnacle Bank? A part of me has already written a story about uh, the that team uh, because I'm the last man standing down there that actually covered <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, and of course, and, with any Danny Nee story, it has to be edited for, uh, you know, decent language. Yes. Yes, it does. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I may go just to say hi to Danny more than anything else. But, yeah, it's that, that was back when Nebraska basketball was good. Yes, they were. The, a, you know, I mean, he, he took them to 10 postseason tournaments and that was back when going to the nit actually meant something and five ncaa tournaments of the 10 there's been no no coach ever there that's done that and since danny's been left i think they've been to the ncaa tournament all of one time correct crazy under the 10 miles which is a decade ago now mind-boggling yeah. You know, I mean, one time in 25 years, they've made it to the tournament. That's yeah. crazy. You'd, you'd figure that they would have fallen ass backwards into it, you know, another time or two over 25 years. Exactly. Or 20. When did he go? 20, 2001. So 20. No, it was years, 98, right? It wasn't the last year. It was 98. And then it was 2014. Was it? I thought it was in the 90s. Okay. okay so if it was uh, in the 90s. Yeah. Good decade. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, uh, next week, uh, something, something, Dungeons and Dungeons Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, Kent. Honor Among Thieves. Kent Walgamont, Lincoln Journal star. Kent, we appreciate it as always. Great visit. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Good luck with that one, boys. <laughs> Bye, Kent. Hey, you got to watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, a couple of responses. Uh, Mustache Adam, Nick is such a wild card in the worst way with Movie Club. Uh, Jimmy Allen tweeted and said, pick teeth, you coward. Uh, but but Nick does have people on his side. Eric writes in, Star Wars fans making fun of D&D fans. Can't we all just get along? Don't take their gruff, Nick. I won't take their gruff. Hmm. I just I, I wanna I wanna see something, you know? Yeah, see I like how what do John you wanna see. Here, here's what you said you've seen. Yeah, it. here's the fun part about movie club for John and I. We try to pick movies we've never seen before. We want to explore things, and Nick's like, I've seen this like twelve times. Let's re- let me rewatch it again. I will gladly rewatch it. I think Yeah, and you force it upon us. I like to pick movie except that one time. I like to pick movies for movie club 
First of all, I don't know. Have you seen? No, I hadn't seen Gran Turismo. I pick a lot of movies I've never seen. Yeah, that was a bad one, too. It was a horrible movie. Oh, I thought we were skipping Nick's pick this week because Gran Turismo was so bad. I thought we were going to punish him. Too late. A lap violation. You know what we're going to do for Gran Turismo? We're going to make him watch Gran Torino. I've I'd, I'd seen see Gran Torino. I've the, never seen the, the, Gra- the different shades of white with the language in that film. I've seen that movie a lot. No, I just oh, okay. I try to pick movies for movie club that I think would spur an in- fun and discussion. That's mm. what it is. I think this movie will have a fun discussion. What happened with it. your Gran Turismo pick? I forgot or that I was weird doing it. one that John loved. That scene. Remember the scene? Oh, yeah. No, it that was, was a bad. Great scene. Yeah. That was a movie I'd never seen before. I'd also it's never seen. It's a great see- scene. So mm. what we're finding out is I'm bad at picking movies that I've never seen. No, no. You're bad at picking movies. I think that's where we could stop. If you just stopped right there, I think we're good I to go. I picked some good movies that you guys liked. Have you? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay, I did enjoy that yeah, one. You did do that. That, that one was, was a good solid. one. Yeah. Give him credit for that. All right. All right. More coming up. We've got our preview of uh, NFL Divisional Weekend, including what's at stake Yes. For these teams and more. And John, don't forget 1620thezone.com. Have you got your picks in? Yes. Okay. Well, you can't win it and I can't win it and Nick can't win it. But listeners that go pick the games, they could win $500 at 1620thezone.com. Just go pick the playoff games. Not even against the spread. Just pick who's going to win straight up. Maybe you follow Kent's rule. Three home, one road. Who's going to be the road team? Oh, we'll tell you later. Do that at 1620thezone.com. Back after this on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 